Welcome back to the Modern Real Estate Agents with Johnny and Lizzie Phillips. Guys, welcome back. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us. Johnny just literally took a whole bite of uh, trail mix right before we started. Okay, so we could get into this now or get into this later. Oh, go for it. I I haven't had lunch. Uh-huh. Uh, I just met with some developers who fed me beer. And um, maybe some of you are familiar with um, that girl at prom who had two shots of fireball and no dinner. That's how I feel right now. So I'm are trying. You tipsy? Oh, babe. What? <laughs> babe. <laughs> I'm, I'm it's, like. It's 2.30 in the afternoon, you guys. I'm like, somebody give me some peanuts. And oh, so. Why didn't you eat something there? Were you just sitting at the bar? Well, because you said you brought me food. And yeah. Yeah, but you said you were going over there, so then I decided, okay, you don't need your food. Now when you went to a restaurant. I need trail mix. That's what I need. Great. This is gonna be a great episode, guys. This is gonna be f- amazing. Uh, wasn't like one of the only. Uh, okay, stop eating. You cannot eat on the podcast. I need it. Well, you should have said something before we started recording. You would have bitched out at me. I would have. So you're lucky we're recording mm-hmm. and I can still bitch out you right now. All right, guys. So Lizzie wrote the uh, show notes today. Is it going to be a really good show? I'm very excited about it. But she has control over the mouse and uh, she's basically hosting. She's our world's best moderator today. Uh, yeah, hopefully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, I had to write the show notes because Johnny is out there drinking at 12 o'clock on a Thursday. With developers. Hello, real estate agents. Lucky you guys. Right? <laughs> I'm actually doing dry January. I haven't told really many people, but I'm doing it and I'm really actually enjoying doing it. And you're doing a great job. It's not an easy thing to do. I didn't even try. I haven't, I haven't even had a problem with it at all. I don't know. It's not been hard for me. I don't drink much alcohol, though, to be fair. Sir, I have an addiction. If you listen to my other podcast, Mastering McConaughey, you'll understand the reference. Nope. Well, you don't know because it hasn't been published yet. Well, that's great. (laughs) Um, Okay, so today we're going to be talking about taking risks as real estate agents. And I would say Johnny took a big risk (laughs) showing up to our podcast recording. Or two shots of fireball, apparently. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no. What did you have? I had two tropicalias. Oh. Yeah. I was just equating it to that one girl at prom who had two shots tropic- of fireball with no dinner. Why'd you have two beers in like an hour? I was thirsty. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, welcome to our life. Um, so what made me talk decide to talk about this topic this week, you may ask? Um, well, we had actually just met with our financial advisor before Johnny went and had two beers. <laughs> Maybe that's why I had two beers. I don't know. <laughs> and um, so a big part of that, and he, we kind of we're talking with him about like why it is that we work with him. And, you know, he was uh, one of the big things for me is that in the beginning of us working with him, we've worked with him for since we got married seven years now. Almost seven years. Yeah, he really stuck in there with us. We had nothing when we started yeah, with him. Yeah, I don't know what he saw in us, but apparently <laughs> something. Um, and one of the big things that we started working with him on in the beginning is minimizing the risk in our life. So making sure we have proper insurances, making sure we have a plan for the future, and 
if something catastrophic were to happen to one of us, those kind of things. He really did. You know, I'm not going to sit here and stand on a soapbox for, for him or the um, industry that he's in. shout out to Joe Kennedy. He's amazing. Yeah. I mean, he did open up my eyes to things that I didn't even think about. Like, God forbid something happens to me. I'm running across the street from talk, one. Talk into your mic. You're, you're moving your head way too much. That's a problem. <laughs> yeah. God forbid something happened to me. Uh, you know, I'm running across the street from one meeting to the next. I get hit by a bus. Like, as crazy as that sounds, things happen. What would happen to Lizzie? Yeah. Right? And he was the first person who put in my head, like, okay, would she really be able to work? And how long would she be able to take off work and, and have to take off work? And I'm like, well, shit, these are hard questions. Yeah. It so. was, yeah, it was definitely eye-opening. I mean, for both of us, because, I mean, obviously you think of, like, a woman losing her husband and she just crumbles. But, like, realistically, a man husband losing wife especially of children i was gonna say me and my those me and those two kids (laughs) gotta help us all and (laughs) i don't know what would happen i don't like to think about it i did almost die last year though and that was a realistic thought johnny had it was that was a a tough tough mental place to be so it's really just starting off on a depressing note today sorry guys but it is something that we really do have to talk about as agents it's true this is real life um and lizzie has made a great point on this here slide you're self-employed so there's no one looking out for you yeah it, it is one of the riskiest moves you can make for a career move yeah you you are your boss it's you who makes the money it's you who also doesn't make the money um so it's it's one of the riskiest moves, but it also can have one of the biggest benefits. I mean, I sit and I think all the time to myself, like, if it wasn't real estate, what could it be that would bring in what we're bringing in and give us the life that we want? And honestly, I have thought about it so many times and I can't think of anything else. I mean, yeah, this is a stressful job. And there are times when I am sitting by myself and I think, man, could I... Get a desk job. and Exactly. <laughs> Could I get a desk job where someone is getting paid to make sure that I'm there? And I just look back on the times when I did work for the system and in the system and how there's no way. Like, I, I don't have the education. I don't have the knowledge. I don't have the skill set. I would never be able to make what I make now somewhere else. No. And if I did, I would always be, you know, just sitting under an axe. Yeah, and it could come about, down anytime. Like, you think about other careers that the education, I mean, that's the biggest thing is like having the education that we have currently and, and trying to change careers is hard. I mean, this is a very. Yeah, I am stupidly overeducated. Yeah. Um, but it's in one particular field that will never pay money. Yeah. Ever wasn't your best move but you know it was a move i took it it wasn't a move a financial move necessarily it was no it was a move for the fact that you (laughs) (laughs) no i mean so new listeners i was a teacher for 11 years um i have a master's degree and a specialist degree and all of those moves were financial yeah, they were because as a teacher, you make no money. And so you think, okay, I'll get a couple more degrees. And if I'm going to stay a teacher my whole career, then I'll make some more money and still be a teacher. And, you know, if that's the play, it was a good play. I got those degrees very early in my career. Had I stayed in for another 20 years, life would have been great. Well, not great, but good. It would have been good. It would have been secure. Exactly. Right? The word is secure. That's very true. Um, but I wanted more. 
for me and my family. So yeah. here we are. Um, so I think the first thing that I want to talk about then is how to minimize risk as a real estate agent. And the biggest thing I think that we found, which is something that we've had since we literally were together, if not even before for you, was having multiple streams of income. I think that it was a, a, a necessity for me. Um, this is going to sound probably crazy to some of you across the country, but um, where we live, growing up, having a $100,000 income was like... A it, lot. That was the epitome of you made it. Six figures. Right. Now, you can't even hardly make it unless you have two six-figure incomes, it, which, again, inflation, but... But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's the honest-to-God truth. So, graduating college, working as a teacher, I would get off work at 3.30, you know, with my $40,000 job, and I was like, okay, well, I guess I got to go get another job, at least, mm-hmm. um, to supplement this, and, and that's what I did for a very long time. Did yeah. that into our marriage. Yeah. No, he were well, uh, about six months to a year into us being mm-hmm. married, you finally. Well, no, <laughs> then you started real estate. <laughs> me, me tossing ovens over at the yeah, BBNB. Yeah, we we talk about that every once in a while about how Johnny uh, stacked ovens at Bed Bath and Beyond. Yeah, uh, like, like he would teach all day, then go and stack ovens. Well, not, we say stack ovens, but he did more things than just stack ovens. Anyways, that, that's what the kids called it. Uh, yeah. So the the biggest thing that we found is currently we have three investment properties and that's a huge stream of income for us. Yeah. So so we took that idea um, and we, we've held on to it and having multiple streams of income is is the best way mm-hmm. to minimize your risk because it's, it's diversification. Right. Yeah. If we have a, a lower month in real estate, well, we have money. We know that we have money coming in. Yeah, we have real estate properties covering our mortgage, yeah. right? We have uh, stocks performing. I mean, it's all about multiple streams. Doing, doing things in different ways. Um, before we came on air, I was telling Lizzie that someone just told me over lunch that in Georgia now we can... Also write mortgages as well as sell real estate. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Um, It's just always being open to finding new ways to diversify. I think that there does become a threshold, though, to where you spread yourself too thin. 100%. To where, okay, you're not giving your right focus to any of these. And if you would just give your focus to one or two, then those two could give you what you're maybe spreading yourself so thin across the board and even more. Yeah. I have um, an at-home example. Um, of a of a person who he's a, a moderately intelligent guy. He really is. He just spreads himself so thin and never sees anything out to the end. So nothing ever really gets done. Yeah. Um, so I think it is important to find those two or three things that you can perform well and just do them. Yeah. Um, and then, so yeah, this year currently, or this past year, we've had the three investment properties, income from our brokerage, income from real estate. So those are two, those are different for us. Mm -hmm. Um, depending on what brokerage you're with, you may get paid for extra things or not. (laughs) Um, and then 
what we want to add this year in 2024 is that we want to do a flip. You guys, we didn't hate ourselves enough <laughs> in selling our own personal home. Right now, we think we want to do a flip, but it's something that we've heard. We we're we've done. I mean, we every house we buy, we flip, we sell in years time. But yeah, so so the way that we do things is we've always bought properties that we in, we see the potential in yeah and we put the money and the time in and, and we do flip them mm-hmm. um, but we don't always sell them right we'll, we'll rent them or, or yeah. whatever this one we just want to do a flip no yeah one. we want to do a traditional we find something we do a flip on it in two months and we put it back on the market yeah so that's hoping we're going to try one johnny said maybe two but if we can just get our feet wet and see if we like it see if it's the money works i mean we're not going to like it but it's only january we yeah. have time to do two uh, yeah. Um, no, I really want to do it. It's something we've been talking about for a long time. We just haven't taken the risk to do it. And now we have some cash to do it with. So bingo. We want to do it. Um, and then the other thing that I'm trying to add in is to hopefully bring in some social media income of some some sorts. Um I am actually starting a new podcast. With Hashtag influencer. Uh, not really. But uh, with our au pair, actually, because we realized that there are no podcasts out there, hardly any with au pairs, but that is a host mom and an au pair together. Yeah. So I did some, you know, some research into this, as anyone should do if they're going to put any time or effort into something. And um, there have been podcasts with au pairs on it, but like none of them have posted in the last Years. 12 to 16 months. I'm yeah. like, what the hell's happening here? Well, and it's, it is kind of hard because an au pair is a short period of time. I mean, That's we fair. only have her for a year, but who knows? So anyways, so uh, shameless plug, if it's launching on Monday, which is going to be the same day that you're listening to this episode, it will have been live. Um, and it is called Au Pair and Host Mom Unfiltered. Please go and subscribe to us to help us get out there. And um, I would I would say um, real estate moms out there, yeah, look into au pairs. Yeah, if I, you if you are doing twenty deals or more a year and you have kids, you need to look into an au pair. It sounds expensive, but we ran the math and we're we're making money on this deal it's, all it's day not, every day. Yeah, it's not a bad deal for us at no. all. Um, so highly would recommend listening to our podcast. Natha is hilarious. She's the best. We love her to death. So shameless plug. Um, and oh, and uh, Lizzie started a TikTok. <laughs> oh, man. We're Y'all, in- you've heard me for years say I'm not doing TikTok. I don't have time for TikTok. Here we are, 2024. I finally am doing TikTok. So uh, just find me. I'm Lizzie Phillips. Uh, somehow that username was available. Really? Because I bet whoever had taken it in the beginning, whoever was the OG Lizzie Phillips, is no longer on that account. So they opened up the username and I just happened to get it. And I was like, that's awesome. This I is what you get for waiting five, ten years to join Twitter. Or five years, probably. Twitter? Oh, Twitter. <laughs> the, the tweets. Twitter's dead. <laughs> no, it's not. Well, I have it's never not seen Twitter anymore. It's called X. I have never seen anything with just the gumption. What kind of word is that? Just, I mean, it just stays. It the staying power <laughs> I don't do of Twitter, Twitter is sorry, amazing. Guys. Let me know if you get deals from Twitter. That would be very fascinating. Um, and then, so that's kind of like minimizing the risk. Johnny is literally right now currently leaning over to the side, chewing on his fricking trail mix. I felt like that was fair. No, and don't eat. You have like 20 more minutes. Don't, don't eat while we podcast. Sorry guys. Sorry, whatever. 
I don't want you to chew in people's ears as they're like That's listening why to I you leaned in earbuds. Over. Yeah, but you still have food in your mouth. <laughs> okay. Anyways, um, how to mac- maximize reward? If you are young and unmarried or without a like serious partner, go balls to the wall. Like I think that both of us probably did not uh, utilize that time <laughs> as well as we could as well as we could have before marriage and children because no, I spent a lot of time playing Call of Duty back in the day, believe it or not. And uh, when I talk on people should stop playing video games for a little bit. I wish that I could go back to playing Call of Duty. But it was a great game. Don't look at me That's like that. That's great and all, but that is the biggest waste of your time. I'm sorry. I social it media it's scroll, a it's the biggest killer. waste of my time, so I know that. It's a time killer. Uh but Lizzie's right. When you're young and you you have very few obligations. Now is the time to go in and just make whatever money you can, doing whatever you can, because if you understand compounding interest, just use that time. Use this time because the you're like, oh, I'm only going to make a couple extra thousand dollars. Do you know what that's going to be worth later if yeah. you can use that money? Yeah. Now is the fucking time. And buy property like if you are young if you're paying rent for two thousand dollars figure out a way to put that into a mortgage for all of you saying it's too expensive i can't buy right now you're in real estate hopefully you understand it's not going down in value yeah that honestly just baffles me how many real estate agents don't own property i i've thought about it and i didn't want to you know i don't want to rip on anyone because i know that i'm sure a lot of people listening rent but Guys, you're real estate agents. You have to understand the value. Yeah. Get the hell in there now. Yeah. Yeah, that one's that one is hard for me. And I get that, like, you have your own situations. Maybe you made really terrible credit mistakes, but, like, figure it out. Good in credit repair. Like, talk to family members. See if you can get a silent investor. Go in with a friend. Like, honestly, if you're single and you have, like, a guy friend and you need a roommate, like, go in together, buy a house together. It's, it's a, still half the profit if you sell it in a couple years. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a big risk, and I understand how big and daunting it is, but, I, again, I go back to you're in real estate. You have people doing this every day. Like, this is what your job is. Yeah. You have to understand the value of it. Yeah, I mean, there are, I do know several successful real estate agents that they don't own, and, you know, I don't know their personal situations but i would find a way if i could i just i just can't understand why i don't either but that's okay yeah we are not judgmental people we're just we don't it's not something we would choose to not do (laughs) i mean looking back on our lives i think that all not all of the progress but a lot of the progress we've made is because we've owned property a hundred percent it's because we've owned property um, so yeah, so if you have a family, I, my recommendation recommendation would be to take calculated risks, you know, make sure that you can pay the bills, but also know that with no risk comes no reward. How often do we go broke? Every three years. That's kind of our, our family <laughs> motto just What we do it's is really go terrible. broke every three years. And you know, my dad's never going to listen to this. It doesn't matter, but he hates that about, about me. Yeah, he has actually. He's he's vo- vocalized it recently. Yeah. Um, but you know what? We take risks because we understand what the potential is. And I don't think we've ever 
made such a big risk that we thought we could actually lose it. Yeah. But no, I don't think so either. You have to take risks. Yeah. Absolutely have to. Well, and like my thing with the flipping is like, let's say we do get a house. Let's say we get it and we can't flip it and sell it. That's a rental, yo. No big deal. Let's turn it into a rental. Damn like, right. I'm not worried about that. So that's where I'm, I like to take very calculated risks. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge big risk taker. Johnny's definitely more the one that I'm like, oh, rainy kid, honey. Um, you know, that's why he day drinks at 1230 on a Thursday. <laughs> she's just mad because she's doing dry January. <laughs> um, but yeah. So one thing that Johnny has started to do is, you know, venture into the commercial space. So if you are in real estate and you're trying to find ways to like diversify a little bit, um, that's a way to do it because like when Johnny does his commercial deals, we're not really counting those as like our residential income. Like that's just in addition to what we do in savings. Yeah. We don't count those as transactions, but guess what? We were sitting in the office with our financial planner today and I was like, Oh, by the way, we have three commercial deals closing in three or four months. Yeah. Good for us. Like it just, that's great. So that's something that's like a year long, like you're not going to see that reward for a while, but like, you better believe in a year from when you do that, you're going to be thanking yourself that you did. Absolutely. And then you can speak into this one a little bit. You've started to work with a developer. And I think that if you can just get your foot in the door, that opens up a lot of opportunities. Like if your name can be on some development stuff. Absolutely. Um, doing development is is a wild, wild ride. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Uh, we just happen to luckily... Really, Lizzie backed us into a relationship with a developer, mm-hmm. closed two last month, talking today about a big one that we'll close in 85 days, and we're looking at two other properties. If you get in touch with a developer and you establish a relationship, like nothing is better than that. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. yeah. And you bring a skill set to the table, right? Sometimes I sit there and I'm like, wow, all these guys are bringing these things to the table. Why am I at this table? Well, because my job is to run the comps. My job is to say, this is what this is going to sell for. My job is to say, this is who we're marketing to. You do have value there. Yeah. And they really appreciate that. That's good. Um, And then the last thing with that is like, if you're someone who's more further along into their career and you are, you know, 10, 20 years away from retirement, you really need to be utilizing your brokerage. If your brokerage doesn't have a good exit strategy for you, that is something you need to rethink. The exit strategy of real estate agents goes overlooked so much. Yeah, um, It's so transactional. We've said it before, guys, but I mean, I feel like 2023 is a great example. Raise your hand in your car as you're listening if you had a rough 2023. Yeah. It was a, it was a tough Second, time. fourth quarter was... Yeah. The hardest we've ever had it in real estate. I would say that was almost harder than when I first started. It, it definitely. Thank God we're on the upswing. Yeah. Knock on wood. Right, rates are down, going down. Right. I mean, but we've you, got a lot in the pipeline. We just got to get them going. <laughs> and you do want to be thinking about your exit strategy. Yeah. Guys, even if you're just getting into the business, be thinking about this because this is real life. You can't work forever. No. And... I remember there was a real estate agent that lived in my grandparents' neighborhood mm-hmm. called Chateau Alon. It's where 
it's it's a very it was a very very nice neighborhood it was, where we live. It's the best one in and North Georgia for sure. Every month they would get a, a magazine from this agent, and then one month they stopped getting them because she died because she was so old. I mean, she was so old. She was so old. She never quit selling real estate, and you know maybe she really enjoyed it. I don't know the full story, but like I don't want to be working when I'm eighty years old. I will not be working when I'm 80 years old. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are like me, but I get phone calls around the clock every single day. And I don't care how much you love this job. If you want to spend time with your grandkids, you can't be taking a dang phone call at no. 7 o'clock at night. No. You can't do it. I shouldn't be doing it now, but <laughs> here we are. So yeah. that's something I would say, you know, that I have seen a lot of agents who are, you know, 40s, 50s, move their licenses over to our brokerage because they see an exit strategy there. So if you want to have that conversation, reach out to us. We're not going to plug anything right now. No. Um, make sure that you have savings. That is a huge point because for the first time in our married life, we've needed our savings to pay for things. Yeah. So again, go broke every three years. We made a super big investment. We, you know, we put all our chips in one place. And it took 30 days longer than we thought it should have. Yeah. And so here we are just like, okay, well, let's max out our credit cards. Yeah. What are we going to do with ourselves? It was a tough. It was stressful. It was a it very, was very stressful, stressful time. Um, you know, we've refilled that now with the sale of our home. But, mm-hmm. you know, we were living off of savings for a little while. And so I think that this goes from all aspects. You know, if you're a brand new agent, if you've been in it. If you are a brand new agent or you're thinking about getting your license, do not start real estate until you have at least three months in savings of your monthly expenses. Yep. Yep. We at were at least our goal. We have six months. Yeah. We were able to sit across the table from our uh, planner today and he asked, I told him, listen, we need to put away some savings. He goes, how much? And Lizzie and I both said the, the same exact thing. Same number. And we're at a place where we can do that. Thank God. But Put away the savings. Yeah. Put away the savings. So I think that that, that's something that you just have to be super mindful of. Like this is a career that is up and down. We are trying to keep it, minimize that. So it's not like that in the future. Uh, But you can't, you can't control people wanting to buy and sell. I mean, it is just a fact. Like, no, you can't. You, as much as you want to sell someone a house and as much as you want a client to buy a house, they are going to be the ones to make that decision. I think that is probably the most stressful part about this business. Yeah. It's something we did in 2023. uh, And I'm glad we did it. Uh, It has been different, but we, we went to an S corp, which is a, you know, a different structure of the business. And so we would pay ourselves a salary. Yeah. Right. Instead of just saying, all right, I had four closings this month. I'm going to spend a hundred grand. Yeah. We didn't do that. No. So. So, I mean, that goes all, that goes into planning ahead. Right. And being, being smart uh, and having savings, Mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, that was kind of the end of my slides, I think. But. Johnny was like, I could talk on this topic for two hours. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I could. <laughs> you guys want to talk about savings? We can talk about savings. Scrooge McDuck all day long. <laughs> no, but I, I, I just felt like this was really an important thing for us to bring up because being in real estate, it is, it, it is one of the most stressful careers. Like I, I can't, you can't put it any other way. I think that's what gets me the most is sometimes the stress is so high. I, I do. I think to myself, 
could I make this kind of money somewhere else? Yeah, I, I agree. I think about this sometimes, too. But the answer is no. Yeah. So you have to wait. Like, is the stress worth it? <laughs> For you know, us right now, it is. Um, go back, like, 10 or 12 podcasts, I'm sure, and I'll, I'm talking about this um, this one podcast that I listen to that's, you know, a motivational podcast, and that was the latest one they they ran, I think, is if if you're going to be successful, it's going to be stressful, right? Yeah. Like if you're looking for the easy button and the way to be successful and it not be stressful and it not be difficult, it's never going to happen. Yeah. That, that, I agree with that. That fully. doesn't exist. No. you. I mean, even with like what we're trying to do with our new podcast, like there's a lot of back end work that goes into it. I have stayed up 10 o'clock at night right now. Just I'm for hours working on learning things. I'm really impressed with how you guys have done. One, I love the premise of the podcast. But two, you really just dove into this this new thing. I, I am really freaking impressed. Yeah, I'm actually going to probably be editing all of our podcasts now ourselves. Mark Mark actually texted me. Did he tell you? No. He texted me. And Johnny, who hosts his other podcast, Mastering McConaughey, he... Uh, Text me was like, hey, so Johnny said you're uh, really getting into editing audio. He didn't ask me to do yours, but he wanted some tips. So I'll have to go get send him all the videos. I mean, I just YouTubed it. I So I was the best man in uh, Mark's wedding, who's my best man. True. And uh, Lizzie has secret conversations with him all the time. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we do talk a lot. That's really kind of funny. Well, I love Mark. Me he, too. Yeah, he's he was, great. He was my best man. Yeah. I was his best man in the second wedding. Were you not in his first? No. <laughs> you I was weren't in the wedding? You I was in the wedding. Man. I was not his best man. I swear to God, in the restroom before his first wedding, I told him, you really shouldn't do this, man. <gasps> I did. And guess what? You were right. I was Is the best man at the best his man? second <laughs> wedding. <laughs> <laughs> who do you know? Who Do I know who his best man was? No. Oh, okay. You've never met him. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Sorry, Mark. We didn't mean to bring up some uh, source. Oh tips. hell, he's laughing. Whatever. <laughs> but we uh, we love his his uh, second wife is the best. She really is. Yeah. She's mm. a bee's knees. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up then a little bit faster. I today. I will say this: we're watching uh, Love Is Blind in Sweden. Oh yeah. And that's a riot. That is. That's fun. It's great because I get to listen to it in Swedish and he just reads the subtitles. I really feel like it should be dubbed. You can watch it dubbed sometime. I don't want to watch it dubbed. it dubbed. Oh, you don't? Well, I, on, they, I don't know. They have it dubbed. Yeah, but they ha- they also have like their own yeah, voices you, yeah, and, and I want to hear that. Listen, yeah. Well, and like if there's something that is like really funny in Swedish that they did not translate well into English. I'm like, oh, this is what that. Well, like, I hope you enjoy that thing. joke. <laughs> there's this one thing in uh, in Sweden. There's this chant. And I don't know why Swedes do this all the time. Americans like, don't have a chant. Literally, they do this all the time. And I don't know what it is. But it's Andra Sudan Annie Clara. And the other side goes, yeah, yeah, men son, fatas bara. And it's like, hey, did the other side, are you ready? And then they're like, <laughs> They're like, yeah, we're just missing you. <laughs> like, it makes no sense, but they do it all the time. That doesn't but make any sense. That. They did that in this episode, and I was dying, and Johnny's like, the fuck? Rasmus, right? <laughs> it was Rasmus. Rasmus. Okay, if you guys are watching that and want to chat with us about it, it's great. Oh, we'll totally talk to you about it. I will talk to you about it. 
all day long because <laughs> I think that um, they are awful couples. They're all awful. They're awful. One that maybe might make it. No way until. I don't, I don't no know. Way. I would say all of them are not going to get married. <laughs> so we're just going to watch it all implode. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, guys. I guess we'll go. And you know what's so funny? Did you know what our sign off is for our other podcast now? No, we say hey to all, which is bye in Sweden. <laughs> no. Oh, God. Now I was caught for not listening. Damn it. Well, it hasn't released. So there's not like, a re- I don't listen to your other podcast. You know that. So. Wow. Wait, no, you did a soft release. No. I can could, I could listen to it right now. Yeah. On Spotify. Hell yeah, I can. But nobody will know that because this isn't coming out till Monday. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but yeah, we're on Apple and, and Spotify. Uh, not Google, because if you didn't know, yeah. they're taking that away. I know. I uh, I had the option to opt into it on Podbeam, and I was like, well, I know it's going away, so I'm not going to opt into that. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Coolio. So, anyways. Okay. Right. Bye. Bye.